coming up on this episode of Don't Panic, Dan tries to diagnose my workplace tech problems, and we discuss our lack of knowledge around wine. Then we talk about the tech news of the week, including Will I Am purchasing Wink, Foxconn coming to Wisconsin, and the end of the iPod. Stick around, because it's all coming up next. This is Don't Panic, episode number 170, recorded July 31st, 2017, Foxconn. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and you. I'm Sean Jennings, joined, as always, by my singular co-host. When he's here, it's always Miller time. Dan Miller, welcome. What's up? What's up, Dan? Glad to be here. That's And, and glad to have you here um, as, as the... As the guy who we killed off a couple weeks ago, you now get to figure out how we kill off Colby this episode. Oh, what, what, what? Because, because you fell into a, you were pushed into a volcano, right? How, what, what fate has befallen Colby that he could not join us this evening? Well, I think it's only fitting that uh, Colby, he was, uh, he was making a very exotic dish, and what the dish required was that you balance a piece of cheese on your chin and and very it's it's a soft like goat cheese and you cut through it just a little bit but he he slipped he slit his own throat and now he's dead what yeah that's very bizarre and i kind of like it but what, what i was going to come up with was that he was walking down the street one day and a tanker truck full of boston baked beans uh hit some ice and slipped and no and, this is I'm making fun of Coley for cutting his finger. I that know. Was that I know. Hey, look, I'm. I listen. Regardless of what happened to him, he's gone. He's history. That's it. Right. This is a Sean and Dan no show. No point in dwelling on the past. No, this is the Shan to, hour. We have to go forward. I mean, at the end, we're going to have one of those black and white Colby 1991, 1990 through 2017. You know, we'll play title, one of the sad songs. Part. Right, play the sad song. In the of the angels <laughs> and we'll, we'll cycle through a couple you know good pictures of colby some videos some clips from the show uh and then yeah we'll have to find a good ending the ending photo is always that's the real killer the real tearjerker never yeah. forget that's, right. that's uh, right so you have that to look forward to at the end Yes, that is true. Stick around for that. But in the meantime, Dan and I will waste the next hour of your life talking about nonsense and the like. Dan, what's what's going on? Anything of, of note, of value, of interest? Uh, of note, of value, of interest. Uh, let's see. So here's, here's an interesting thing, something I only really realized today. I've started a new job, and... No one emails anyone anything. I've realized that I am working in a 100% Slack workplace. Wow. Ask me anything. I'm serious. Like, the only emails I get are automated emails sent by some service that we use. Jira, Slack, uh, you know, something like that. So even the CEO, like, his announcements are in, like, Slack, like, the general channel uh yeah it's crazy so i will ask you something please do because i am like a big fan of email i like email a lot 
my, my current company, my new company goes the other way where no one emails. They like call each other on the telephone and like walk right. up to each other and have conversations. And I send these really long emails. My boss is like, you could have just come and told me, <laughs> which I don't like. And I'm like, this is bizarre. I like my emails. Right. But the the thing about going all Slack would be, and, and I just don't use Slack that much, but I have like five channels in Slack and I'm like, this is hard to follow. Like, how do you, not that email's yeah. easy, but I don't know how you organize. I'm too maybe OCD to use Slack. I don't know. Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. So, no, that could be true. I have developed some strategies. So... Uh, you can mute channels in Slack. So first of all, one thing that uh, is kind of not obvious is you can always see the contents of a channel even if you're not in it. So like if there's a channel that you only want to, you don't, here's, here's like the categories. You don't want to participate and you don't want to be notified that there's a new post. Just don't join the channel. If you're curious about what's in there, you can preview the channel and just scroll through and see nice. maybe at the end of the day. If you don't want to, if you want to participate but don't want to be notified of any messages, you can mute the channel and you'll be in there and you can click on it and see what's happened, but you'll never be notified of anything that's happening there. Or if you do want to be notified and post things, you can like uh, actually join the channel. So ideally, you're in very few channels that aren't muted, and those is like my teams channels or channels or the team I'm working with and they're only talking about work stuff so people aren't like going off and talking about last night's episode of Game of Thrones or anything like that. Uh, the other thing to realize is if someone mentions you in a channel that you're not in they have the option of sending you a direct message about the fact that they mentioned you. Yeah. But Or they cannot do anything. And uh, it seems to be the case that a lot of like People won't notify you unless they're basically saying, like, hey, you should be here for this conversation. So I think what Slack is really aiming for is a kind of best of both worlds thing. The thing that's nice about email is it's asynchronous and recorded. So you can look back on these conversations. Maybe you were on vacation. You want to know how this decision was made. Maybe you forgot how to do something. You know that Greg told you how to do it three weeks ago. Like that's the great thing about email. The great thing about in-person is that you can make decisions quickly, especially smaller decisions. Like, oh, how do we want to handle this new requirement on the thing? Who wants to do it? Da 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 da. Okay, you're gonna do it. Like that, and doing that just over email that I am is obviously not ideal. Uh, but also, I think for and this probably doesn't apply to you, but it definitely applies at both my last company and this company. Uh, even when we didn't have Slack, IM worked this way. Mm -hmm. It levels the playing field for remote people. Uh, if it's, and you know, developers, uh, I think most people are very lazy. If they can just sit at their desk and type a question to Sean, they will. They're not going to get up and go talk to him. I agree. It's a lot of work. Or call him. Especially younger folks, I imagine. But what that means is suddenly these interactions that were hidden from remote people are now plainly visible in the in the slack channel so yeah that's that's what frustrates me about my new job and my new company because as you know dan you know my old company was global and so we had to use a lot of digital communication because they weren't there um every computer in our company has skype built in no one uses it 
Every, <laughs> everyone, even for the my phone rings all the time. Uh, Sean, can you come into my office? Ask me a simple question. Office. I know that. Hey, honestly, everyone I work with is like in this very small office space because it's not that it's a small company. There's not that many people, and it's all very. They've all worked there for thirty years, and it's. It's very old-fashioned, and I, I keep telling everybody, put it in an email. I, if you tell me it in person, I will not remember it. Put it in an email if you want me to do it. And do they? They're getting better. They're learning. I'm not giving okay. them a choice. I'm not. I'm not. I'm sorry. And I told them, I said, look, you're welcome to come and call me and tell me whatever you want. But if you want me to track it and make sure it gets done properly the way you want, it doesn't have to be a long email. You got to put an email. Sean, one sentence. Please do this. That's all I need. Because otherwise, it's useless. I remember talking on this program about how I didn't, couldn't imagine how a Slack-only workplace works, and now I can. Well, I think you adapt. <clears throat> yeah, but the things I thought were better for email and thus would be used, like email would always be used for, turned out to not be true. Yeah, so. Well, that's good. Yeah, other than that, not much. Living life finally back in New York for some amount of time. Well, I was about to say, I've been talking with... It just seems like being an adult in 2017 means you just travel and do shit all the time. Because everyone I talk to, oh, yeah, it's always like... Oh, yeah, we don't know how much longer we're going to be here. Carpe diem. Wow, I didn't realize it was that dire. Oh, my <laughs> God. I didn't know it was that bad. Um oh, no, but it is, but it is crazy um, that everyone is just, you know, you, you, you get a group text going, it's good. Hey, let's get together this weekend. No, I'm in St. Louis. No, I'm in Tucson. No, I'm going to be, you know, I, it's crazy. I'm going, I'm going to Tucson in September. Oh, cool. That's why I got Tucson on the brain. That's, that's where Tuscany comes from, right? I'm just kidding. I'll ask them while I'm there. <laughs> This is where you get the fine Tuscan wines, right? That's I will make a point to bring that up Jeez. in the middle of the desert. Yeah. <laughs> you get that nice dry terroir. Mm. Yeah, for a, a, a roofing contractor's uh, trade event. So should be me and a bunch of roofing guys. Should be fun. Yeah, well, you know, tar, it's a great ingredient in wine. It... Just leave that one alone. Um, nice I don't... thick, syrupy red wine. You, you got to get some tar in I there. I challenge that. I don't know how true that is. How much do you know about wine, Sean? Um, I like the kind with the bubbles in it. Does that count? Uh-huh. The... <laughs> so you like champagne? Prosecco. Prosecco is fantastic. Prosecco. I like okay. a good Prosecco. Is Prosecco champagne? No, it's sparkling wine. What's the difference between sparkling wine and champagne? D- I know for a fact I am not the guy you should be asking that to. Um, I, it's wine with the bubbles in it. That's all I can tell okay. you. Well, um, it all comes oh, down. You know to what? Regions. I think it is. Yeah, I think sh- you can only call it champagne if it comes out of the region. Oh yeah, champagne is from France. Prosecco is from Italy. There you go. There you go. There you go. But 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 you kind of sound like a weirdo when you say like you're just casual. You can't just casually drink champagne. I don't think you can't just well, like. Uh, Oh, it's a it Saturday depends. night. I made some salmon, poured a glass of champagne. You're like, eh. It, everything's relative, right? So for uh, for some people, not many in the world, it is possible to drink champagne casually. Uh, I I can't, but I can imagine myself 
imagine you're at a wedding. You're at a, a you know, a fancier wedding. Well, uh, it is possible to take that champagne and drink it casually. Like you don't have to drink oh, it. Oh well, sure. Beforehand. No, oh no, so you don't need the pinky out. I would out. say at that point, right, I would say at that point you're drinking champagne casually, but you could not take like champagne over to your friend's house for game of thrones and just like sip on it like, <laughs> dude it's nfl sunday i brought the champagne <laughs> yeah exactly a better an even better example you can't do that maybe you but, could i don't know someone well, should try yeah. that should, if you try it write in let us know how it went the reactions of the people at the party yes if you and were the coolest guy most importantly nachos of the of the fair, it could be nachos. You got some wings, maybe some like different kinds of dip with it. Like, is it nachos like with cheese, like fully loaded salsa? <laughs> imagine fully loaded nachos and champagne. Oof. Oof. Hey, you're. Uh... <laughs> oh, I have so many good picks since we we've had such a good discussion so far tonight. I know, uh, and the folks at home only heard about ten percent of it. <laughs> The wine library guy, you heard of this guy? He uh, He's kind of a, he's an interesting person. He's, he's a very interesting person. Uh, but he had this YouTube series that he used as like marketing for his, he had his website where he would sell wine and deliver it to you, which was great. And uh, he had this YouTube series where he paired wine with different kinds of Doritos. And it was massively successful. And he wasn't like BSing, he was pairing, you know, he was doing a pairing. Uh, so maybe you never know. Fully loaded nachos and champagne could work out. I certainly don't know if it would. Did I ever pick Wink on this show? If you remember W I N C. No, but I did finally implement our top secret uh, don'tpanic.io slash picks site so that I can quickly answer these types of questions. I you just I just use the Finder in the Google Sheet, but I appreciate the 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 enthusiasm. Uh, no, it was a I I they do a free trial, um, and it's a wine wine recommendation and delivery service, and they'll ship you some wine every month. Um, uh, and they do a they good job. They, do, they do. do you fill out like a questionnaire? Yeah, they'll you know how do you like your coffee? Do you like it stronger? Do you like you know it's like how do you like chocolate? Oh. And, and they do a little questionnaire, and then they send you a mix of of red and white um, every month, and the bottles like were bottles. Full bottles, and they were like, oh. I'm trying to remember, they were under 20 bucks a bottle. I think it was closer to like 15 or 15, 13. And they'd send you, I think, as little as two up to like four. Yeah. Um, and the wines were really good. I just didn't, I just don't drink wine that often. So they were like piling yeah. up and I had to stop. But if you yeah, like wine, either. they did a good job. Yeah, I, I love, I, oh, hey, this is going to make me sound like a total, you know. But a nicely paired wine with food, I'll take that over a beer or a cocktail any 100% of the time. But if I'm just like, I could really do the drink right now, I will never pick wine in that scenario. I'll always take beer or a cocktail over that. So, it, yeah, I very rarely, if, if I know I'm going to make like salmon or something like that, I might pick up a white wine uh or but that's that's honestly pretty much it i kind of like how this has turned into an up for debate episode all of a sudden (laughs) like we're so far from we're just talking about stuff yeah this is great well it's it's been an organic conversation well i'm auditioning a new co-host on that show because matt's in portugal i don't know he's somewhere in the world so yeah wasn't he wasn't he in iceland he was in iceland and then portugal which are like right next to each other I mean, relatively speaking. 
basically. <laughs> it's a global it's society. Yeah, that's right. Um, as much as not as much as Alex Jones would like you to believe otherwise. Yeah, there you go. Um, all right. Well, good. Well, we're uh, I think at that time where we have to actually do our jobs. Um, all right. Let's let's keep the good times rolling. Talk about the different kind of wink. Yes, absolutely, Dan. I texted, I messaged Speaking you. Speaking of Wink. So in the, so a bit of background. In the Slack today, Dan said, what are we going to talk about on tonight's show? And I gave him a list of stories, and this was one of them. And you're like, Sean, I don't know what a Wink is, and I don't know what a Will I Am is, but I'm excited to learn. Well, Dan, I am happy to tell you. I know you're a big fan of the music group, The Black Eyed Peas. I have actually heard of the Black Eyed Peas. I think everyone on the planet, for like five minutes, they were like bigger than the Beatles. They were huge for a little while there um, with their I Got a Feeling song and all their other massive hits. Well, they were, do, you, do you know all the members of the Black Eyed Peas? Uh, do I know all of the members? Yeah. I don't know any of the members. Will I Am? Will I Am. There was Fergie. There never was. Even, never heard of Fergie. There was Apple D. App. Hang on, hang on, hang on. This is this is all true. Are you kidding me? No, How it's not a How did they joke. come up with these names? I don't... And then there was the fourth guy who had a more mild name, Taboo, who nobody ever remembered. Oh, it was sure. The four well, of them. well, see, at that point, it's an escalating arms race. As soon as you're in a band and you decide, like, let's come up with stupid, cute names, like Fergie Fergie and Will I Am... If you just pick... If you pick some vanilla thing like Taboo, which is a hilarious sentence... You're, no one's ever going to remember. You've doomed yourself. Maybe, though, that was his plan. Maybe. I mean, he's standing out by not standing out. Right, right, right. And it, it sounds to me like being in the Black Eyed Peas is, you know, not nothing, but not, I don't know. They're not the coolest band. Is that is that a fair assessment? Um, I mean, they're cool in the same way NSYNC is cool. Okay, <laughs> you know, right? But they're not as uncool as, uh, uh, yeah, U two or uh, what's the other one that everyone loves to hate? Not Quicksilver. Yep. I don't know why. I um, it's all right, but no. They, what's, they, the, what's the canonical band? Uh oh. Hates. Um, Nickelback. Nickelback, Silver Nickel. See, <laughs> basically was, the same thing. Right, no. but they're, they're more popular than Nickelback. Oh, for sure. No, no, they're yeah. a band that nobody is gonna like claim their musical geniuses, but their songs are really liked and and catchy. Okay, all right. You know, so Taboo clearly didn't know what he was doing then. No, he should have been more like Apple D. Apple Will I Am. Anyway, Will I Am, who is in Black Eyed Peas, uh, because the band like kind of broke up. I don't know if they actually did, but anyway, they haven't made music for a while. He's decided he wants to be a tech guy. And so a while back, he came out with a um, wearable that The Verge once called the worst product they saw that year. Um, he's released. What year was that? That was back in 2014. Okay. Um, it's objectively the worst I've touched all year, said the, the result. It was a smart cuff that cuff. apparently sucked. Um, he's also like came out. Handcuffs? With, no, like a big wrist, like shackle. Okay. <laughs> um, so because, uh, you know, the, the prison system in the United States is big money. So if you can break into that market. Uh, and, and Will I Am is there it, to not make any money doing it. Right. Um, and he's done all this other weird smart stuff. Anyway, to cut to the point, 
You've probably heard of Wink, which is a, a, a smart home company. Um, they make smart. I don't know what Stuff. Wink. What does Wink actually make? I don't know. I've never heard of Wink. Oh boy, they're a thing because Quirky mate had them, and then it was Wink because they have the Wink Hub. Like that was their big thing. Quirky? They were the first to. They were one of the first to do the hub, and so they've okay. got they've got lights and they've got switches, and they've got. All sorts of... They were backed by GE for a while, so they were in all the GE stuff. Um, but I don't know if they are anymore. Anyway, Will I Am bought them. And so now it's part of his technology company. Um, and they say the company will continue to exist and make Wink products, um, but now uh, led by Will I Am, who's crashed most of his tech companies into the ground. Quirky was the, uh, the company that made the smart air conditioner. Yes, and it was powered by... Wink. By Wink. Yes. Got it. Yep. So, that's the story. Doesn't say how much he bought it for. Well, good for you, Will I Am. Wink, wink I Am. A yam I am, Will I Am. Oh, boy. Um. All right, let's see. Well, let's let's <sighs> jump will to... Will I Am what I am? Will I Am what I am? All right. Keep going. Oh boy. Um, let's <laughs> let's keep going here. We've got um, we can talk Foxconn. We got the Apple code leak. We've I, got... I feel like we have to talk Foxconn because oh, I'm gonna get on a soapbox for this one. All right, good. I've been talking way too much. I have opinion. No, it's good. This is why we don't need Colby, so we can finally be heard. He's so loud. I don't know. This is why we're so sad that Colby has has departed us. Tragedy has and... throat cut by his cheese knife. Yes, that's right. I mean, seriously, who keeps their cheese that shirt? Too soon. Too soon. Um, Foxconn, who you may know as the company that uh, produces electronic parts for basically every electronic device on the face of the planet, including Apple and Not Samsung. Not to be confused and- with the uh, adjacent invention, uh, convention to Comic-Con where everyone dresses as a fox. I bet that's probably a thing. Yeah. I mean, it would be a great name for a Maris get-together, but it's definitely a furry thing. Oh, for sure. And I don't think we'd be invited. Um, With that being said, Foxconn announced uh, that they are building a new facility in Wisconsin, which is a state in America, uh, where they will be producing LCD panels uh, for Sharp, uh, which which they actually bought um, a controlling stake in last year for $3.5 billion dollars. Um, it will, they will spend $10 billion over the course of the next three years on a 20,000 square foot plant, which will employ at least 3000 employees to start. Um, although, uh, the Trump administration claims it could eventually be as many as 13,000 though to be seen. Um, the idea is that, um, it would expand manufacturing in the U S to, uh, sh- cut down on shipping costs to sharp television sold in the U S which apparently the, uh, the U S is sharp's largest market. So, there you go. Um, interesting to note, this isn't the first time Foxconn has claimed they were going to build a factory in America back in 2013. They said they were going to invest around $40 million in Pennsylvania, but they never actually built the facility. This is obviously a much larger commitment. Um, the Foxconn's spokesperson said, quote, we are thrilled to build a state-of-the-art display fabrication plant in America's heartland, which will be the first of a series of facilities we are building in several U.S. states. So what's your uh, get up on your soapbox? 
All right, here's the problem. And this is the problem yeah. with all manufacturing. This happened with a Tesla's Giga battery factory. This happens with any time. We live in a world now where the government believes by handing out tax credits, they can magically make the economy go boom. And I fundamentally, and I'm really trying not to get political here. This really is more of an economic discussion. But I just, it bothers me, right? Because you read that story and you're like, great, they're going to invest $10 billion, 3,000 jobs. We need this. This is great. Wisconsin is offering $3 billion in tax breaks to the company over 15 years. $1.5 billion uh, a tax credit for job creation, $1.35 billion for capital investment, and up to $150 million for sales and use tax exemption. Bloomberg Businessweek computed that Wisconsin could end up paying as much as $1 million per job for Foxconn to build a factory in their state. How that makes sense is baffling, but these states are only interested in the PR and the political side, and I can get elected because I can say I brought jobs to the state despite the fact that it makes no fiscal sense. The deal Tesla got in Nevada to build their factory, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I know they're as insane or more insane than this, the tax breaks they have received. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know the specifics of, like, any of this. It sounds like you know more than I do. <laughs> I think an interesting point of comparison, something I, I know more about, is... Uh, Dublin offers, in Ireland, offers these crazy tax breaks to companies to in Europe. And as a result, any fiscally responsible large enterprise in the world will open an office in Dublin because they're going to be doing business in Europe. And for many reasons, if you're going to do that, you want to have a presence in Europe. And if you're going to have a presence in Europe, you're going to put it in Ireland. And the, like... On the one hand, before Ireland did this, they uh, they were not in a good place. They have some word for it. It's kind of like their version of the Great Depression that was like around the dot-com bust. Uh, they were, everything was terrible and things were not looking good. And they did this thing and they brought in a bunch of companies and there are halo effects. If you bring in people who make a lot of money, they will support local businesses, they will buy houses, which will drive up the cost of real estate, and stuff like that. And I imagine the calculus on that is really, really hard and kind of impossible to do, like with 100% accuracy, so you're kind of you know sticking your thumb in the air for a little bit of it. The other half of that, though, is that the other countries in the EU are pissed, because no company is gonna open an office there uh and you know i don't know what to think about that <laughs> uh it's it's a true capitalist sort of view whichever you know government entity is willing to spend the most to get one of these companies to open an office there is the one that's going to get it uh and you know as long as we have capitalism that you're never going to be able to get rid of that well, it reminds me a lot of sports stadiums, right? Where these teams yeah. hold cities hostages and they say, build us a stadium or we'll go elsewhere. And they do. Mm-hmm. And Nevada's going to spend $750 million on a stadium. Yeah, I mean, Ireland's in exactly that same sort of situation where uh, 
they, if I remember correctly, they were talking about and have passed legislation to roll back some of these crazy benefits. Uh, but obviously, the companies don't want that, so they're uh, walking this tightrope of: uh, do we like start to reclaim some of our investment or risk having the companies move to Luxembourg or whatever? Well, and I think you know it, it, another parallel that it reminds me of is the Olympics, which are also known for going in. Sp- cities spend very large amounts of money assuming they're going to generate economic activity and historically they don't. Now, I want to be clear. I'm not totally against the idea of offering tax breaks or tax incentive in terms of companies moving in. But part of the problem, um, and I have to look this fact up um, because I don't know it off the top of my head, but apparently... um, the state of Wisconsin has a uh, has what is projected to be a two billion dollar deficit by 2019 in the state budget. I would be curious to know, like the stack rank of states and like who owes the least and who owes the most. Like, is is anyone in the clear? Um. Oh, like, do any states have a surplus? Yeah. You never hear about that. Um. Because so, I don't. I d- don't think it happens very often. (laughs) Uh, Okay, here we go. Would you like... Here we go. From 2017, uh, George Mason University, the overall fiscal condition rank. So it doesn't give me like the exact numbers, but it will say which five states have the best fiscal condition, which they uh, say tend to have... These states tend to have higher levels of cash, low unfunded pensions, and strong operating positions. Would you like to take a guess at who the top five states are? I have no idea, man. Well, you you got a one in fi- five and fifty shot. <laughs> that's a, that's a ten percent. <laughs> but it's it's that times four. So now I'll give uh, you I'll give you a hint, which is okay. that according to the circle, it says oil and gas revenues play a role in short term fiscal health. All right, so we got some we got some Texas and Alaska going on in there. Um. According to this, actually, Alaska was in last year, and they must have had an issue, and they fell out. So it's not Alaska and Texas. Uh, no, they're right in the middle of the pack. Louisiana? Uh, no. Oil and gas. I don't know. Louisiana. Louisiana on this list? My eyes aren't working. I can tell you what's... <laughs> well, you can guess the bottom five if you'd like. I'm fine with that, too. The bottom five. Uh, and some of these may surprise you. Some of them won't. Michigan? Nope. Michigan's kind of lower middle. All right. Uh, Maryland. Maryland is the fifth worst. Nice! Uh, sorry to our friends in Maryland. Uh, New Hampshire. Nope. Mm. Nope, New Hampshire's 25th, right in the middle. Here we go. This Nevada. Mi- this might go on forever. Uh, Nevada is um, their 14th, uh, 14th, so not bad. Uh, your All bottom right. five are Maryland from fifth to worst. Maryland, Kentucky. Massachusetts, which actually I didn't... Okay. Um, Illinois and the worst state, New Jersey. <laughs> Unsurprising to no one. No, your top—that's right. Suspicions confirmed. 
your top five. Number five, Wyoming. Number four, Utah. Number three, South Dakota. Number two, North Dakota. And number one, Florida. I think the Dakotas so are where you're getting that. actually, this makes sense then. The oil and gas. Uh, if, if, you can pro- if you can project this onto, you know, cash on hand, then Wisconsin had the most to give. I, so, uh, that's sure. where it was going to go. And Foxconn's <laughs> going to open a, a plant in the United States, it was going to go to Wisconsin. It's just like sheer capitalist measures. Um. Yeah, no, it's not great. So anyway, not not to get to that, that was a fun distraction. But anyway, my point being is that um, a great. I'm all for creating jobs in America, but spending a million dollars per job to create it. Now, of course, this article does point out. And I got to be fair that uh, a, a certain percentage of these benefits are tied to them actually building the factory, the jobs being there. So if they don't do it, they don't get the money. So well, that's yeah. I, I would hope. Um, yeah, I wonder. I wonder what like. I wonder what the calculus for Wisconsin is on the like benefits, the ancillary benefits, where if you create three thousand new jobs, and presumably that's either three thousand, some number of those people will have not had a job and are now making infinitely more money. Hopefully, some people will be you know transitioning into this, getting a pay raise. I wonder. It, I'm sure it's all like fuzzy numbers, but I wonder what things you look at. Like, is is something like this a lot more uh, impactful in a place like Dublin or New York or San Francisco, where like the the density of people means that like they are impacting an area a lot more effectively? I don't know. Like, it's hard to for me to imagine how this plays out in Wisconsin. I can give you just an extremely high level example that happens to be in this article, which is that, you know, the the 3 billion is over 15 years. Um, Wisconsin says the incentives will cost the state between 200 and 250 million a year. Okay. They say once the factory is fully staffed, which won't be till 2020, uh, the government estimates that Foxconn will spend 700 million a year in the state. Now, of course, obviously the state doesn't get all that in tax revenue, but, um, you know, do the math, and, and they, they believe they'll get, you know, triple their money back in terms of, of spend in the state. So, you know, if, if, the, if the money actually works out like that, does it make sense? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, to, to, to me, the most dangerous thing is it just sets a precedent, precedent for um, other factories in other states, because now they're going to say, Foxconn got $3 billion, what are you going to give me? Um, and that's, that's a dangerous slope. I mean, that's how it always goes. Isn't it? Isn't yeah. it? Everything sucks. Uh, all right, Dan, what are we going to talk about next? Flash. Uh, superhero red costume runs really fast. That's right. Um, what do you think the next movie is going to be about? Uh, Has there been think? a Flash movie yet? Uh, they are. They're going to do one after Justice League. Justice League is oh, next. there's going to be one. Yes. Yep. All right. Yep, but you'll you'll first oh. see him in the Hopefully flash. Hopefully, it's more like Wonder Woman and less like literally everything else that <laughs> he has done recently. Well, you know, we talked about it on the uh, Coffee and Beer Radio today that um, Wonder Woman is on track to be the forty seventh movie all time to make more than four hundred million at the box office. So, hmm. very very special company. Yeah, highest grossing movie of the summer. Um. 
Not yes. mine. I will say, though, I feel vindicated in my pick of Dunkirk. Dunkirk was, uh, by all accounts, a good movie that is performing relatively well at the box office. Yeah, but Dan, you don't win by having relatively well-performing movies. I know, movies. I know, I know. But you <laughs> all were like, oh, here goes Dan oh, picking hey. another historical movie. It was better than Free State of Jones. So, you know, good job. Yeah. Good job. I don't, I don't know what happened, Dan. I don't know what happened. I, I believe in you. Uh, no, ask again next, next for the winter. It's gonna be. Well, what we're gonna do. Uh, I, I don't know if we'll ever actually do it. I'm gonna, Every time we do this, I'm gonna push for format changes because I just think it makes it more interesting. I would like <laughs> if we could get enough people. I'd love to go to teams of two. Because mm. I think that would be really fun. Um. Mm. But we got to get. Wouldn't that prolong the bidding process, though? Like, because if that were the case, and this is where you tech guys come in, I would want to move to an all digital bidding process where it's all done not over voice but over text. Um, and I have no idea how to do that. But I would like. Oh, and then you could display, you could overlay yeah. it on the screen. Oh. It could, honestly, it could just be a chat room where everyone just puts in numbers, and the first person Slap puts in gets it. Yeah, honestly, I don't think it would be that hard. Um, the, it would just be hard with teammates who aren't in the same room to like know what the other person's doing, but I think it could be fun. So anyway, we'll the the winter league won't start until the end of October, um, early November. So we've got some time. <laughs> some time to build that. That's it, mm. um. Anyway, where were we? Adobe Flash. <laughs> Look, Dan. Yeah. Everyone loves. Lay it on me. Remember when Steve Jobs came out and said, "No Flash on the iPhone," and people lost their shit. And they said, then the internet is useless. Like how yep. I, you can't watch videos. You can't go to interactive websites. You oh, can't. And Android's big thing was that you could run Flash on Android. Which and it sucked. Was terrible. Oh, oh it was God, the worst. it was so bad. It was the worst. Can you believe it? It only took, what, 10 years, give or take, of them doing this um, to finally kill off Flash Adobe is planning to remove support for it fully by the end of 2020. Um, I didn't know this. Chrome, Microsoft Edge, and Safari have all been blocking Flash for the last year, which I didn't actually know. Um, they're going to continue to do so. Microsoft says it plans to disable Flash by default in Edge and Internet Explorer by mid to late 2019 with full removal by 2020. Google said it will continue phasing out Flash over the next few years. Firefox says users will be able to choose which websites run Flash until the end of 2020. Um, Apple's also behind that move as well. So all the companies are coming together with Adobe and saying, we're done, we've had enough, 2020, the end of Flash. Thank goodness. Too soon, man. Uh, too soon. Yeah, no. Far too late. Although I think we should have a eulogy for Flash. Oh, you know, the arms it, of the <laughs> yeah, that'll go on right after Colby's eulogy. <laughs> no, we have to put it before his because it's more important. Is that how that works? I feel like there's a bell curve. Oh, there's the a really yeah, the yeah. Oscars are really important people in the beginning, and then you you sort of get down into like the uh, the best boys and the the camera operators, and you swing back up towards the and end. You end on the big name. Right. Yeah. Flash. So Flash, um, right. Flash, you know, hasn't been around as long as Colby, but certainly it has touched more people than Colby has. So anyways, uh 
here are the two, there are two good things about Flash. Ready? Mm-hmm. You know, we can all, you know, everyone's taking a poop over Flash for the ever since Steve Jobs took the first initial poop on it. Uh, here are two good things. One, you look at like Flash videos. Remember Flash videos, Newgrounds, Homestar Runner. I do. You look at those on a computer today, even my, you know, super fancy 4K monitor, they look great because they're programmatically generated with like drawing the lines on the screen. So you can you can expand the image and everything just works great. Long before we ever had these things called SVGs, which is how people do this now. So that was the first great thing. Second great thing is like you could do you could you could do things in Flash that were not possible in the native browser stuff until you know the past probably five years I would say uploading files and like dealing with images in in certain ways and it was pretty easy to do so flash gave us a lot we should be thankful for it but i'm i'm happy to move on well i i think flash goes into the internet hall of fame i mean i i I think flash in some ways enabled the multimedia internet um before it it natively had the technology to do it so i think um i think if if flash in a world where flash never existed um, would we have gotten the the modern internet as I think we would have gotten it eventually? Would we've gotten it as quickly as we did? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it, it was it was a, a widely adopted technology um, that that caught on quick, and I'm 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 just glad to see that they put a date on it. Now the problem is, and I like to to chide Microsoft about this a little bit because for every Windows OS, they always put, they're always like, Vista is going to stop being supported on this date. And then that date gets there, and they're like, well, we're going to push it out another six months and another six months. And it's like they're still supporting Windows 2000. So um, hopefully 2020 is actually the end of Flash and that we don't get there and they extend it for another year, two years, or five years, or 100 years. Yeah. The other interesting thing about Microsoft, though, is that they, I think, even still definitely for Vista. Is Vista still supported? Do you know, like, officially? Well, that's why I mentioned it. I think it just ran out. Okay. I'm pretty sure that even for XP, if you are a company with more money than God, you can pay Microsoft and they'll continue to update it for you. You can pay them a lot. Sure. Uh, Well, and they do still... The thing is, is that there's a difference between like Microsoft actively supports it and Microsoft will push out critical security updates because without them, our entire economy will fall apart. (laughs) Um, And so they do still push out security updates for XP um, still. Uh, It's just that they don't support like, I can't figure out how to use the start menu. It's like, no, they won't. They don't do that. Although they don't do that with Windows 10. So, Um, but there you go. So long, Flash. We hardly knew knew ye. Um, let's see, Dan. How are we doing on time? We've got time. Well, we can briefly touch if, if there's a story. Otherwise, we can... I kind of wanted to talk about the death of the iPod. Man, everyone's just dying today. This is such a sad episode. Everything is ending. Um, because Apple confirmed this week that the iPod Nano and the iPod Shuffle have been discontinued. If you're uh, doing the math, uh, you figured it out that 
there are no more iPods. The iPod Touch still sells. I argue it's really just a stripped-down iPhone and not really an iPod. But we can have that debate. Um, Apple said, quote, Today we are simplifying our iPod lineup with two models of iPod Touch, now with double the capacity starting at just $199, and we are discontinuing the iPod Shuffle and iPod Nano. Uh, the iPod Touch will now come in 32 gigabytes and 128 gigabytes, with the latter priced at $299. Um, it's possible you'll still find some Shuffle and Nettle models out there, but they're not going to be making them anymore. Um, you'll be uh, smart to know that the iPod first came out in 2001 um, and has been updated ever since. Uh, the iPod Nano was last updated in 2012. Um, with some new colors in 2015. The iPod Shuffle was last um, renovated in 2010. So, why do you not think that an iPod Touch is an iPod? Is it is it not potty enough for you? No, because it's a hundred things, one of them being an iPod. Like, it's not primarily an iPod. That's what it is. I mean, it has an app store. It's not... No. It's an internet communicator, an iPod, and something and else. And a telephone. A phone. Yes. Except it's not a telephone. So it's just an internet communicator and an iPod. Good times. Good memories. <laughs> um, hey, they set out to make the best phone in the world. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, turned out to be so much more. No, I, I, I just, uh, you know, and I owned the very first iPod Touch model that they came out with. I bought one of those. And that thing was not great. Because it didn't have an app store. It just had the built-in apps and the web browser. Actually, I kind of liked my Zune better. I had a Zune. I loved my Zune. I miss my Zune, actually. I should. I sold it on eBay, and I shouldn't have, because I'd still use it. That's right. You um, could have You could have added that to your Sean Jennings collection of vintage technology. It was really... No, seriously. I, and I had the Zune HD, which was the second one they did. I don't know about the first one. The second one... It was honestly a really good music player. It just didn't do anything else, and it used Windows Media Player. That was really Windows <laughs> Media Player. That was really the- you know. You know, it's bad when iTunes for Windows is better than your product. Oh God, Windows Media Player is so shitty. Oh, yeah, it's still today. Windows Ten. Oh, it's so bad. Um, but yeah, so that's that's. I think it's. I have I don't not know, I think used it's Windows Ten. You know, like. I haven't actually. I haven't used Windows 8 or Windows 10 flat out. I'm pretty sure that's Windows true. 8. You're not, but Windows, Windows 10 is. You know, as someone now who during the day is constantly bouncing between Windows 10 and Mac, um, literally like pivoting between the two computers, they're kind of the same. Like I don't notice any particular advantage to one or the other because I'm pretty much just in a browser all day. Right. So to me, I don't know. There's not that big of a difference. Yeah. Have you followed up on your Mac experience? Uh, I mean, there's not there's not a ton to follow up on because I don't. I'm I don't, sure the display on your Mac's a lot nicer than your Windows computer. Uh, it is, but I also, I think it's just me. But I get more of a headache staring at the Mac than I do at the terrible Dell monitor. That. And I don't. It looks too good. Your brain is like, wait, what is this? It's also it's that so sharp. It also makes the font small. I have to make the font bigger, I think, because by default they make the font really tiny because it's so sharp. Um, and really? I think it's and I think it's too small. Do you have it set to uh, default resolution? Yeah, whatever it came with. Okay. Um, and maybe just my old man eyes aren't because I because I kind of get really close. 
Um, <laughs> so I got to up the font size. But no, it's a, it, no, it's a really nice. Actually, what I really like is I I genuinely really like the Magic Mouse and the scroll, the finger uh, scroll yeah. on the Magic Mouse. That I got to see if I can upgrade to the trackpad. Trackpad's nice. Um, because uh, I'm moving I my wrist a little too much. Is a good is a good compromise though, because. You can be a bit more precise with the pointer, but you still get all the gestures. Yes. Yeah, I feel lost when I use a Mac with a regular mouse. Yeah, I don't like the wheel. I like the smooth glass sort of feeling of the the Magic Mouse. So I do, I do really like that. That's very nice. But no, it's a it's a nice computer. I'm not gonna. Although, like I said, I, and I messaged you guys the other day that the only app that has ever crashed on me on Mac OS was Microsoft Excel, and it does it all the time. It, it grinds the processor to a halt, and I'm not even using <laughs> that complicated of spreadsheets. So it's pretty staggering. Uh, do other things crash your Windows 10 computer? No, nothing that I can recall has ever crashed on it. And Excel runs oh, nice. great. So right, I, can, sure. I can vouch for that. But I have, I do have, what's great is I have OneDrive from Microsoft set up on my Mac, and it mm. syncs all my files between the computers, which is nice. Yeah, I just gotta figure out how to do copy and paste across. There are ways to do this. I, I know, but I can't it. install anything. That's the problem. Oh. So it, the only thing I can think of would be, yeah, I can't. I haven't thought of anything. You can't install anything. I can't. It's a, it's a corporate machine. I can't install anything. That's all locked down. I don't. I'm not administrator. How did you install OneDrive? I had to get special permission. Oh. Yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. Tell me, it's this corporate corporate IT environment. I think that there might be a solution to this problem. I'm sh- if, if you out there know a solution, send us an email. Don't panic show at gmail.com and let me know. How solve solve yeah. all my pro- my productivity is going to shoot through the roof <laughs> once I can share copy and paste between the machines. Uh, yeah, I mean it's 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 possible, right? They just we oh. just need to find a net. So wait 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 wait. Mac is not like Windows. There's no installation. You download the program and it just appears. Yeah. So, I, no, because you download the what's the extension? Dot DMG. Yeah, I can't open them. You can't open them? No, they're locked. I can't open them. Open that on, on another computer and then just thumb drive it in, and then it'll just open right up. On what other computer? I don't S- own a Mac. Yeah, you can get a Windows program that'll open oh, DMG files. Now you know all of a sudden this is like a production. This is like Mission no, Impossible no, no, here. No, 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 Come no, on. No. Download the DMG on your uh, home computer, pop it open to get the .app file out, put that on a thumb drive, and stick it in your Mac at work. Actually, to be honest, like, I'll just upload to OneDrive, and then it'll just sync to... There you go. Even, even easier. And then um, you can just open it from there. But then There's how do I... The installation process. But then how do I install it on the Windows machine? Now that I can't help you with. <laughs> Thank you for solving half my problem, Dan. Some app, some Windows apps don't require installation. And for smaller apps like, uh, you know, little productivity things, sometimes you download the EXE and that oh, is the app. No, I cannot run EXEs on my computer. You can't execute EXEs? No. no. Not unless they're not unless they they have special administrator rights. No. Are you sure? Uh, yes. Dan, uh, believe me, I've tried every. The only workaround I think this I can do. This even worked. This even worked on the high school lab computers. Oh yeah, with the with the the Pentagon level security of the uh, high school I mean, lab computers. Relatively speaking, they you had a bunch of 
13 to 17 year olds hacking away on those things all day long. No, the trick is, is I, and I will tell you, the one thing I have to do that will solve all my problems is I have Chrome on my Mac. I have to get them to install Chrome on my Windows machine, which right now I'm stuck using Edge and IE, which sucks. And then I know there's extensions out there that will sync it for me between the browsers, and I'm fine with that. Mm. And I'll just do it that way, and I can install extensions till I'm blue in the face. So um, to me, that's the... And then I get Chrome on my Windows machine. So that would solve mm. my problems if I could just get them to do that. But yeah. anyway... This is a problem that we will not solve here. So, do you uh, do you have to develop any websites? Uh, define develop. Do you have to like test? Are you involved in the production of a website? So we have a website. Uh-huh. At some point in the future, we will get a new website, and I will. Uh-huh. I'm heavily involved in both aspects. I spend so, like fifty percent of my day in the back end CMS of yeah, our website. Yeah. So here's what you gotta do. Say, I want to ensure that the website that we publish is 100% tested. Oh, sure. As a result, I'm going to need some virtual machine software installed on my Windows computer such that I can test it in from IE7 all the way up. Now, that's not what you're actually going to do. What you're actually going to do is, is start your own Windows VM inside your Windows computer that you have full administrative access to and just use that. Yeah, Dan, here's the problem. And thank God our IT people don't watch this program. Nobody does. <laughs> but um, our IT department is a guy who knows about as much about computers as I do and mm. like just knows how to install Windows, and that's his job. We don't have a department. We have a guy. Yeah. And so... I think I could say virtual machine to him, and I don't think he would know what that is. So I think we got to lower some expectations here. Microsoft. Dan, can we just hire you to come in and manage our IT? You probably couldn't pay me enough. Sorry. (laughs) Dan's a little out of our price range. Microsoft Um, Virtual PC. Oh, that sounds legitimate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just say that. No, it's it's a Microsoft product. This isn't no. What I really I have a long list of tech things I want. Oh, um, actually, just kidding. It's called Hyper V. Oh yeah, no, I've no, I've heard of Hyper V. That's a yeah. thing. Um, honestly, I should just run it on the Mac. I should run the Windows on the Mac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So exactly, that's the real trick. And yeah, then I don't get, need two computers. Yeah, get the uh, virtual box. Drag that little dot app over to your uh, Mac. Start that up real And if it's on the same machine, I don't have to worry about copy and paste. Right. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I this would, is... I, see, this problem I would love to solve. You you could convince me to come in and hack your computer such that you can do all these things that you want. That I would do for free. You'd make a great consultant, Dan. But you couldn't pay me enough to, uh, yeah. To do the lame, boring stuff. See, this is why people tune into this program for for this very boring conversation. No, I uh, think I, I imagine <laughs> that the, our, the real audience that we're shooting for would be very interested in this. And if anyone else has any ideas on how Sean can get around the security restrictions on his computer, <laughs> right in. No, if, I would love if you to would hear like this. to accelerate the process of getting Sean fired, let us know <laughs> at Don't Panic Show on Twitter. That's right. Uh, yeah, I think this is this is the the stuff that gets really fun. Oh lord! All See, right. here's what I did. I found in high school. I found a .exe for uh, remote desktop protocol. Mm-hmm. 
which allows you to remote into a Windows computer. Yeah. Or no, was it VNC? It was one of those, right? So these things you can use a desktop over the internet. And they had not sufficient, but they had locked down the network. They had locked down the network to prevent the default protocol from being used. So what I did was I changed my computer at home and the EXE to use a different port, and then it worked fine. And I could access my home computer from school and full screen it. So I was using my home computer like 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 I was there. You know, Dan, awesome. you seem to really have an aptitude for uh, for computers. You really should look into that for a career. <laughs> I think think you might have a bright future in the world yeah. of of technology. Actually, I, I, I guess the statute of limitations has passed. Oh this. no! <laughs> oh no! So, so back in the day in high school. Like, the, the Wi-Fi was not a thing in, like, 2007. Mm-hmm. It, some places had it, but it, it wasn't, like, this permeating thing that it that it was now. There, there was only one Wi-Fi network in my high school, and that was in the library. And it was completely locked down. And I don't even know what they used it for. I have no idea. There was nothing wireless that I could see at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but it was secured using WEP very insecure so i was like cool i have my little linux laptop i came into the class that i had in the library computer lab uh open up my laptop set it to work at cracking the password stuck it back in my backpack and not 10 minutes later the two it guys come into the room looking very concerned because this is obviously not a subtle thing that I was doing. Mm-hmm. They looked around the room and left. They didn't say anything. I was like, ha, 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 ha. Uh, and I got the password. Oh, boy. Well, we definitely won't talk about the IT shenanigans I pulled that got me fired. Uh, <laughs> oh, th- so that's what happened that, in Houston. That's a no, no. Oh, right, right, Back right, right, in the Maris right, right. days. Um, right, right, right. But we won't. We won't go there. All right. Hey, we got picks. We got picks, Dan. And we only got two of them because Colby's not here. Um, And I'm going to jump in and go first. I talked about this a little bit uh, before the, uh, in our little pre-show that no one heard. Um, So uh, for those uh, people who know me, um, I have a lot of weird things I'm interested in. And one of them is like large scale entertainment complexes. Like I'm fascinated at how they build stadiums and amusement parks and shopping malls because I just think they're interesting. I don't know. That's there's no shame in that. And so um, I'm equally as interested when they get demolished because it's also interesting. And so there's this great YouTube series. It's called the Dead Mall series by this guy named Dan Bell. And he goes around and visits what he calls a dead mall. Um, rarely there are malls that are like abandoned and he does go in those. But it's often malls that are like almost dead that are kind of like barely a thing anymore and he does these great like interesting walkthrough videos uh, and I'll put them up on screen here um, so those of you can see but he just walks around these malls with all these empty storefronts and it's incredibly depressing but it's also very fascinating and interesting Um, and he walks through the history of when the malls are successful and after you watch enough of them you start to notice like trends and like you start to spot things you're like oh yeah that just like in every dead mall it's got this thing and all these empty storefronts and um, you know retro malls that haven't been changed since the 70s and 80s. I don't know. I think it's interesting. You can check some of these out. He's got a bunch of them. Um, they're anywhere from 5 to 20 minutes long, 
depending on the mall. Um, Dead Mall series on YouTube. You can search for it on YouTube, or you can go to our website, and the link will be there. You can check it out. Um, let's see. Dan? Yeah, you've, so you've, what do you also got? tied into the pre-show, uh, although I came up with another one while we were sitting here, but now I've already forgotten what it was. Uh, my pick is the wonderful subreddit of r slash shitty robots uh and this is these are my favorite gifts on the internet they're gifts of robots that are clearly designed to do one thing but they do that thing terribly the classic one is the robot a goalie robot that is supposed to block soccer balls and you kick the ball at it it shoots its hands up into the air and falls over right after the ball passes it so it like completely misses uh there's <laughs> I'm watching this video of the bread slicing robot. That's just the worst. Bread slice. I don't even know that one. It, it's uh, and it just it just mashes the bread to oblivion. Oh, um, um, here we go. Bread slicer. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're far away from our fully autonomous androids. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> It's a salad tossing machine. <laughs> Which I think is a joke, because at the end it catches on fire. But nonetheless, I'm like, I could see someone actually building that. <laughs> yeah, I've that. seen this one before. Turbo mode. Yeah, the turbo mode is definitely a joke. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is funny. I really need to get a Reddit account one of these days. Yeah, Reddit's something you have to really curate. Mm. Uh, but once you sort of get it curated, uh, it's great. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. Love it. All right. Shitty Robots. Uh, link to that will be on the website as well. Um, but with that, we have to conclude this fun time for this evening. But don't fret because we will be back next week with more tech news and discussion. Maybe with Colby. I don't know. We'll see if he ever gets out of the hospital. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Colby's fine, by the way. He's just moving. I, we probably should tell people he didn't slice his throat with a cheese knife. Because I, I know they were really worried. Colby was worried. We were telling people you fell in a volcano. He was like really worried people would believe us. He's like, he's like Sean, we should probably tell people Dan's okay. And I'm like, I think they know. But in case they don't, Colby's just moving. And so he's doesn't have a place to do the show. But um, we'll be back next week. Um, as always, you can go to the website, don'tpanic.io, and uh, get this episode and all the past episodes, the audio, the video, the links to the pics are all there, which is fantastic. Um, and... Uh, yeah, subscribe everywhere, youtube.com slash don't panic show for the video, and then the podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and of course, at don't panic show on Twitter, facebook.com slash don't panic show for the live show Monday nights at about 1030, I'll say Eastern, uh, in the evenings there as well. And I'll just quickly tease Coffee and Beer Radio, which we're doing every day, five days a week, uh, movies, TV, tech, and more. Uh, you can check it out at anchor.fm slash coffee and beer. And just search Coffee and Beer Radio wherever you get your podcasts, uh, and you can check that out there. Um, and I'll also tease, uh, I don't know if this week or next week we're going to do up for debate. I'm going to try and talk uh, Matt into doing one on shopping malls, because we haven't done that yet. And I could talk for hours about them, um, yeah. which I think would be fun. Um, yeah. Oh, there are subtopics there, too. Oh, sure. Best snack, best like food venue, best, uh, yeah. Oh, a dream team food court. A fantasy draft food court. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I don't know, Dan. We may have to have you on as a special mall consultant. I've been offering to come on this program. 
we, we've been Danless for Somehow too long. Somehow I don't get asked. Oh, well, we will change that. Uh, super, but you can check that out and, uh, and come back next week and watch this show. On behalf of Dan, I'm Sean. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We appreciate it. We'll see you next time for more tech news here on Don't Panic. <laughs>